Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Spoiler Show. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Justin Robert Young. Hello, friends. Hello. Uh, it's like a fireside chat. They've all gathered around. They assume <laughs> they assume good things. They do. Right and they so. should, by Rightly the way. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, why not? Because chances are we're going to talk about a thing that they're tuning in specifically for, uh, and that is to spoil a movie. Well, I think the, my favorite part about this show is that we are asking our most avid listeners to not listen to every episode. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. We kind of like are. We, are actively, we are actively saying, listen, just only listen to the ones that you've watched the movies for. Or, I mean, if you want to spoil movies, then fine. But, I mean, I, if I were you, I would choose movies over uh, us just talking. I would, you know? too. Like, I'd go see it first. Sure. Because these movies, they spend millions on these movies. And me and Scott are just doing this with no budget. We're just talking on a free Skype service. Yeah, like $200 million sometimes. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it. A yeah. lot of cash, a lot of, lot of greens spilled on them. A lot of Speaking money. Speaking of greens. Yeah, green. Scott. What? Oh, my gosh. Transition position uh, is what you just <laughs> took. So this, so we're going to talk about Godzilla or Godzilla, depending on your uh, uh, levity towards racial stereotypes. Well, I will. I think we can all agree. The first thing that there is no controversy about the Godzilla movie is that Ken Watanabe, as good of an actor as he is, sure. was literally hired just so somebody of Japanese or Asian descent could say, Gojira. <laughs> that was it. They're like Otherwise, he just looks uh, shocked the entire movie. Yeah, he stands around. He that's goes the other all thing, across though. the world to that, look shocked. That's the other thing, though, that you want in your, in your Japanese Godzilla actor uh, scientist, man. They all did it in the old movies. They all had it. There was always a guy who was nonplussed. Just the whole yeah. movie going, oh, and he couldn't believe what he was seeing all of the time. Oh, and, yeah. And that's that was his job here. And Dude, uh, he, he, he and he did it well, by the way. I mean, like, listen, there's a lot of like really good actors in this movie. Uh, some of them don't necessarily turn in the best performances, which we can get into. But sure, sure. Uh, it has a very, a very capable cast. Well, here's what I. OK, we got to get something out of the way early. And that is. um uh, you've stated on on Twitter and other forms of social media that you like yeah. this movie. And I did. I, I did the same. I like it a lot. And yeah. I think we owe it to uh, Pacific Rim fans to explain <laughs> why this is different. Why? Than their monster movie of choice. Why do we? I mean, like, uh, like was Pacific Rim? I mean, I understand that it was like a a geek debate yeah. last summer. We yeah. are now moving into the year anniversary, the one year anniversary of geeks debating Pacific Rim. <laughs> but like, is it really an important movie that we need to, that, that needs to have a shelf life? No. Like beyond where it lived? No, like, no, it doesn't. But there, so, so some of our problems before were like, all right, well, the, the humans couldn't be more wooden and uninteresting and, and underdeveloped in Pacific yeah. Rim. But man, the robots and creatures are cool. But boy, boy, what, what a lack of character development that had. Now, I, I could say the same criticism, uh, criticism toward the humans in this movie. Sure. Except I'll say this. In fact, Except in some ways worse. In some ways, the dialogue is cheesier. In some ways, more predictable. And in some other ways, uh, kind of more annoying when they would cut yeah. from cool action to, oh, no, we got to deal with Ashley Olsen and uh, Dude Man and their relationship yeah. again. It's not that isn't my problem isn't purely with that. It's that the other movie never gave me a thing to root for because I'm not really rooting for these humans at all. Either movie. But. 
No. What, what this well, gave you, me. I mean, but, but that was the problem about Pacific Rim because Pacific Rim was a the humans need to defeat the alien story, whereas uh, Godzilla is effectively a the humans need to learn to trust Godzilla. Yes, movie. yes, which a lot of rub people wrong. But not me, and and so I I get I guess I have to admit and put on the table that it's very possible my nostalgia for old Godzilla movies as a kid uh, color this because those movies were all about this idea that this has gotten out of hand. Mothra is too big for us, so we've got to trust in this damage causing, collateral damage creating thing that yeah. comes out of the ocean and takes care of it for us. And it's just this like kind of a wink and a nod, and he knows what he does for us. Uh, we're cool with it. He's cool with it, and he goes off and does whatever he does again. And they did that. That's what they did here. Well, but I mean, and and also, okay. So so before we get into the nuts and bolts of Godzilla, uh, and why that story at least makes sense in the canon of Godzilla, considering its history and its mythology, which right. is fairly interesting and rich, which I think is why Godzilla is a sticky idea, even in 2014. Yeah. Uh, Pacific Rim was a wooden movie with a dumb script and a dumb plot, and <laughs> I had no interest in whether or not the humans lived or died. Mm-hmm. I had no, like, the, the carnage that then erupted felt hollow and was inconsistent, and... Uh, it was just a slog of a movie where dumb characters made dumb decisions repeatedly. And I, I was annoyed by all of them. There was literally no redeeming quality to, for me, the fun of the action, which should be where you're getting your payoff. Sure. You know, because I just sort of hated all the motivations and I was bothered by the fact that like the humans were so unlikable and I just had no interest in caring for them. So that is the difference is that Pacific Rim makes this argument, you know, or makes like the proposition for Pacific Rim is that the movie opens and you are, you are introduced to these twins. One of the twins dies and now it is the hero's redemptive journey in the nick of time to save humanity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, except I don't care. About the guy. You there still? Sorry. Uh, and therefore, I don't care. Uh, I, I don't care about the the plight of humanity. And I don't care about the carnage. And all the monsters look the same. And I don't care how many times they say different numbers. That, like, <laughs> this one's a B14. <laughs> and this one's an A12. Bingo. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. They're, they're dumb monsters, and the monsters are going to fight, and if they, if they had super awesome powers that were, like, mega different and amazing and, and super dope, and one of them, like, created blades from his hands or something like that, and it was super yeah. fun, yeah. then, like, maybe, maybe. Maybe they'd have had you more. But so, this, so, so this, this goes even deeper for me. So... You talk about the the humans in both movies kind of being devoid of any real development and kind of being paper thin and two dimensional and all that. And I and I agree yes. that they're like that. But here here's the key difference for me. This is the main difference. Yeah. In Pacific Rim, robots had no personality. They were just yeah. things that dudes were inside riding on uh, what looked like gym equipment to make run. Okay, so that was yes. them. And then the kaiju were these. No backstory. They came through a portal from hell, and that's all you got. That's all you ever got. 
Yeah. This movie. And maybe, maybe they're good. Maybe I don't know. Bad. Maybe Charlie Day seems to think that maybe something's happening. And then <laughs> right. Ron Perlman is some sort of <laughs> drug dealer pimp that sells feet. Like, <laughs> right. That stuff is weird in, in a way. I, in a way, those those were the parts at least I could be more interested in because they were. Oh, I actually like that more. Yeah. I like because at least I like Charlie Day's performance. Right. Like at least I enjoyed him doing something and his his twitchy British sidekick for you know they could bicker together like Felix Unger and Oscar Madison for yeah. fifteen minutes and at least I wasn't looking at the walking mannequin that is Charlie Hunnam uh, <laughs> pretend to like make us all give a rat's patoot that he's trying to save humanity. Yeah. No, I'm and Idris you. Elba just look in the camera and be like, like what? this script is really this bad. Yeah. Oh, well, well paying the bills. I'm good. That's what basically I, what he did. So in the case of this, I, I long for the dramatic range of Himdel, right? Guardian of Asgard. <laughs> so he, so this, the monsters in uh, Godzilla, both Godzilla and the, uh, the whatever the, where the hell it's called, I forgot already. The the Mutos. The Mutos. Right? They had actual backstory and character development. You kind of got the idea that these ancient things were slowly being fed by these various means. You know, they 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 one escaped or whatever based on the the uh, blowing up of the of the plant there in Japan or whatever. Yeah. Um. All that stuff, and that they're they're kind of just lying in wait, waiting to have something happen. Then you get to see the thing, and you see why it's alive, and you see what it needs to eat, and how it needs to eat it, and where it needs to go to get more of it. And then the the, the female version. Again, this is called the spoiler show for a reason, folks. The female yeah. version's full of eggs, just rotten with eggs, man. Just yeah. eggs, and she's got to get up to go to a place, apparently San Francisco, where the eggs can find purchase. And you know, well, she needs to find the male, right? Oh, yes, right. They got to meet up. They got to fertilize and, 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 them, and damn and eggs. The, the equidistant point between La, or Nevada and uh, you know wherever in Japan, yeah, uh, is is San Francisco. Once the female wakes up from the place where they were keeping her. Right, but you've established kind of a primal reason for them to exist. And and they and it makes sense on a almost kind of um well it, it, it's understandable. It's right, basic, right, right, right? right? Like at least you're not wondering, "Oh, I wonder what's happening." Oh, they're trying to get to each other. Yeah. Like they didn't overclutter. But no. here's here's where the difference is between the human characters. Uh because I, I I agree with you. It's not like Kick-Ass is much of a better actor than Charlie Hunnam in this movie. <laughs> right. You know? Wait, he, he's Kick-Ass? That's Kick-Ass. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that was Kick-Ass. That's Kick-Ass. Well, he's grown up. Sure. All right. But anyway. He's kick I mean, like, he's not a, he's, it's not a great performance. No. And, and he's fairly wanted. And you kind of realize, like, wow, I really like Kick-Ass. Like, was Kick-Ass just that good of a movie? Did like, did did uh, Nick Cage and and Hit Girl were they just so good that I it was like like shiny, like flickering light that distracted me at how bad of an actor Aaron Taylor Johnson is? Must like, must have been. I don't know. I did like, not know like, that wow. was him. That's like, really I, weird. Yeah, I realized like, well, I guess man, I guess he's not a good actor. Yeah, uh, very weird because he's not. He's real. I don't know. I mean, you can't really. I mean. The, the really the only good performance that you can point at in this movie is Brian Cranston, and 
it's not like there's a lot of subtlety to this performance. No, like, no. This is not chewing, yeah. chewing the scenery in every he's screaming or rubbing his head. Like it is he has like Walter White in full <laughs> meltdown mode. If you just did the supercut of just the meltdowns of Breaking Bad, and then you're like, uh, good Brian, but could you give us more? Just yeah. more yelling, more yeah. screaming, more accusations. Yeah. Like it's funny you uh, said supercut because he could have used the supercuts. But anyway, that hair was yeah. ridiculous. So, but but here's what matters about Godzilla compared to Pacific Rim. Pacific right. Rim humans are our story. Yeah. We we are rooting for humanity ostensibly to save uh, themselves from the monsters. In this film, they are really almost just nakedly there as a way for us to care about action set pieces uh, more than just monsters fighting each other. Yep, there are NPCs like, in Grand Theft Auto. You want the city to feel populated. Well, and or you just want another reason that like you're just not always going to be looking at CGI'd, you know, right. uh, cartoons punching each other. Right. You know, right. like you want a little something, which is where this movie... Although I will, I, I totally agree with any criticism that the human element is is boring. Uh, I think it is effective, which is something very important. Yeah, because it is almost. Uh, I left the movie thinking with Gareth Edwards, the director. He had these very Spielbergian kind of touches yeah. to it. Yeah. Oh emotionally, yeah. Emotionally, nakedly, emotionally manipulative Spielbergian touches of like, you know. Godzilla's coming ashore for the first time in the movie in Hawaii. Yeah. What is the most, like, the most emotionally manipulative way that you could demonstrate that Godzilla displaces a lot of water because he's gigantic? <laughs> and that's to put both a dog and a child yeah. on the beach yep. where the shore is rising. Yeah. Yep. You know, because Godzilla is going to come out and and try to fight this monster and in the process destroy Honolulu. Yeah. Like th there was a lot of that, a lot of like uh, uh, artfully dropped um, or artfully dropped uh, uh, flashlights uh, on bridges that uh, therefore obscure the monster that is oh, you know, for slow sure. moving trains and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And by by the way, saves saves a, uh, a bus load of kids, and it didn't seem. Here's here was the interesting thing. I watched that scene where he he saved those kids, but you didn't yeah. know if he really meant to save them or if lucky happenstance just made it so the th thing got moved in such a way that cable moved and the bus could continue on. There are parts of this movie that feel to me like they were written initially as Godzilla the Ride yeah. at Universal Studios. A little bit. But at the same time, I don't know if that is terrible for this movie because I don't know if we really, really, really needed a like crazy human-centric story in Godzilla. You know? Like, we need to be invested enough in the humans to conveniently move them around the world so they can just by the dumbest luck on the planet, continue <laughs> to be in the path of destruction of yeah. the Mudos or Godzilla. Sure. Or the Godzilla fighting the Mudos or the human folly of bringing in a, a, a weapon to try and explode and kill Godzilla and the Mudos and, and whatever, you right, know? Right, like, right. And yeah, that's dumb. And, and I, I hesitate to call it lazy because like, 
I don't know how else you solve those problems. I don't know if there's an easy way that you can say, well, no, this is how you have human involvement better in a Godzilla movie. Uh, yeah, it's, it's someone that nobody has, no one's explained to me yet an example of filmmaking where the core of the thing is, hey, giant monsters doing stuff. Look how well we've uh, sort of developed characters. Like even if you go back, like Spielberg's a good example. Go back to Jurassic Park and watch that again. Yeah. Those characters are kind of dumb. Now, there's some interesting things there, whatever, but it's still in all of it is in service for giant CGI dinosaurs to scare them and chase and, them. And in. to be fair, Godzilla, the, or sorry, Jurassic Park, the movie is, is, is better about that than Godzilla, or sorry, Jurassic Park, the book, wherein like the, 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 the action part of the books are like a river rafting like you know universal studios ride uh like to get out of jurassic park uh interspersed with the dr ian malcolm character muttering to himself while he slowly dies of a fever um (laughs) you know like uh the movie does a better job of at least making us care about who these characters are before our all all hell breaks loose like we know who malcolm and grant and the kids and hammond are before everything completely falls to shit right uh this movie, but like you don't necessarily because it's a globe trotting movie and, and they avoid like mistakes like the 1998 Godzilla where you run into a lot of problems if you just keep the entire running time of the movie within one city yeah. because you have to invent retarded uh, <laughs> plot devices like uh, Godzilla's a burrower, yeah. which is why this creature that towers over the Chrysler building can be lost by the military because it dives into the sewers yeah. as if it's a teenage mutant ninja turtle. I hated that uh, movie so much. Now you're reminding me. I hated it. Ugh. It's so dumb. So, so, it. so stupid. Uh, and I was so excited for that, by the way, because I was so in the demo. Mm. Like, I loved Independence Day. Oh, sure. Uh, like, I was, I was in high school. I followed every element of the Godzilla pre-prep. You know, like, I was right in the in the thick of the movie blogging revolution. Yeah. And I remember it was one of my first, like, exasperated about a movie experiences I had as I, I walked. I literally, like, walked <laughs> out. I was, uh, I was up out of my chair and walking out of the theater when the baby Godzilla's hatched. Oh, like, and it's like, oh, no, the movie's not done. Now we have to deal with baby Godzillas. And it's another 15 minutes. And I, I was just like. I forgot about those shitty things. I forgot those existed. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, oh, God. Like, I'm so disgusted by this movie. And I apologize because I know we, we generally try to keep it clean. But the 1998 Godzilla, I think we can all agree, no matter how clean we like to keep our language, that that deserves the F-bomb. <laughs> of course like, it, it does. Is, of course it, it does. It is a terrible film. Yeah. Uh, and this movie is not that. And, and, and it does a lot of things right that that movie did wrong. It keeps to the reason why Godzilla as a franchise matters, which is for this reason and why, like, you know, when you look at like, oh, well, what was the what was the point of the human characters? The point of the human characters is, is, is literally to stop worrying and love Godzilla. And I say that deliberately with the Doctor Strangelove uh, reference because... Godzilla as a mythos has always been tied to Hiroshima. Right. It has always been tied to the use of a a weapon as powerful as the nuclear bomb. Yeah. Well, I mean that uh, original movie is still pretty haunting. I don't care I don't care how dated it looks or how dumb the suit looks. If you watch that today in its glorious black and white and 
the subtitle it's version. Cool. It is you super know, cool. It, there's, yep. there's an element that's super fun about it. But the the element that has stuck much in the way that like, you know, Batman started as the funny papers, you know, and then turns into this mythos of, uh, you know, revenge and longing and, sure. and whether you're damaged as a kid or, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like what matters about Godzilla now in the modern mythos in this movie is that the humans need to understand like Godzilla is now our nuclear bomb. Yep. You know, we need to understand that there is going to be something that takes tremendous damage to wipe out something that might be more insidious. Yeah. And that's and that's what this movie is about. And that's where the, And they got it right. They got that part right. And, and they got it right. When that thing came out, I mean, I've never heard a I mean, this is a week after release and I'm in a you know, theater that's pretty full, but not, you know, things aren't too crazy. And he comes out and that tail turns blue. Yeah. And he breathes that blue fire for the first time. Yes. That place lost its shit. The whole oh, dude, theater yeah. just freaked out. They captured a thing that I never felt once in Pacific Rim. And I and it's subtle and it's maybe all these things we've been talking about and they all kind of add up to this sum, but whatever that is, this moment where you realize this is heroic, uh there's collateral damage, but he's not he may not be the monster we want, but he's the one we need. All this stuff, you know, kind of just comes together. And he starts tearing that Muto thing apart. And later on yeah. with the breathing down the neck bit, I was crapping myself. It was amazing. It's great. I mean, that that's a great moment. And and I think that Gareth Edwards, I, I will say this. Gareth Edwards, I thought, did a very, very, very good job with this movie. I think this is a hard movie to do. The, the monsters, the monster movie genre, the Godzilla, the giant monster movie genre... It does. It it doesn't have its Citizen Kane for a reason, you know. Yeah, it's hard. Like, yeah. it, it has a legacy of fun movies, but they're hard movies to make for a lot of plot reasons. He did a great job with it, and I very much believe that Gareth Edwards' next movie will be his best. Yeah, and you're talking, I guess, about his Star Wars spinoff movie, which and uh, I said this before that was announced. Yeah, but, I remember that. But this, I believe, I mean that that is super exciting, especially considering the fact. That he apparently, by by his uh, you know, I guess comments or work in the past, is a big Boba Fett guy. Yeah, him handling a Boba Fett, you know, Boba Fett going ac- across the universe, stopping, you know, trying to catch creeps and kill monsters. Movie, I think I would be very excited. Oh, I'm all excited. I'm all colors of excited about that for a couple of reasons. Not just because, hey, big success in Godzilla, good job. Now let's move you on to a real cool new project. To me, yeah. this is a thing about them getting him getting the tone right and them going, yeah. mm, that's the tone we need. We're, we've got Lucas Spielberg tone in this guy. He's got there's yeah. a piece of that that survives in this dude. And there were there was a few moments in that movie where we're having crescendo experiences in the final third. Just amazing moments of special effects combined with practical stuff, combined with awestruck people, combined with giant CGI monsters that looked great. And they were happening in the kind of rhythm that I that I feel in old Spielberg Lucas heyday. I I totally stuff. I, I I could not agree with you more. And and I think this is not this is not going to be in in hindsight looked at as his best film, but it is a film that you look at much like Monsters was. And I like this movie better than Monsters, which was his previous film, and it was super low budget. Yeah. Um. Because I I just could not get over the CGI in in Monsters. That that kind of just kept taking me out of the movie. Hmm. Um. This does so much for me in terms of showing what kind of filmmaker he is and how important 
he or how able he is to work in a human element into areas that it is hard to work in a human element that I care about. I might not have liked Aaron Taylor Johnson's performance and thought he was a mannequin, yeah. but I did care that he <laughs> saved the kid on the train. I did care that he wanted to be part of that uh, bomb team and, and that I cared about him and, and the fellow soldiers when the ghost train was rolling through and the Muto was trying to eat the bomb. You know, like I cared, I cared about him, even if I didn't like him. And that to me is all on the director. Right. Right. And this is a guy who's young. He's got barely an IMDb profile, like just barely one. Yeah. Like there's no big stuff in the full bio really at all. Uh, he's got this, you know, monsters movie is, I guess what got him noticed for this. Yeah, but, but it just feels like one of those Hollywood. It, there's a J.J. Abrams thing going on here a little bit where yep. these two carry that flag. It's the same flag. They may have, uh, you know, slightly different approaches, but it's it's evoking that era of filmmaking, which we can now look back on and call an era. But the, that I grew up in and freaking loved. And he's, and, got, he's got a piece of it, man. He's carrying it around with him. It's and it's great. funny because you look at the last Godzilla and and. Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich, who were again, it was their 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 three peat was uh, Stargate, Independence Day, and Godzilla. I hate they were Stargate. all made. I hated they it. were all made two years apart. Yeah, uh, and and I the only one of those three that I can really tolerate is Independence Day, and that's one of those where it's like, hey, listen, like I, I don't, I can't really get into a honest <laughs> film discussion about it because it was just one of those movies that I saw as a kid, you sure. know, and it's like it was one of my first. It was the first big blockbuster that me and my friends all were like, what? We can go to movies and like Independence Day looks like it's going to be awesome. It's called ID4. What? Yeah. Like, it's not the name of the movie. It's a shortened name. This is rad. Yeah. Like, uh, but they, their legacy to, to Spielberg and Lucas was just make it big. Make it big. Make it bigger. Give people, you know, spectacle to look at. And that was never, that was always the worst elements of Spielberg. Yeah, they're missing the heart. They're missing the, the heart. The heart is what it is. And, and, and Gareth Edwards gets that. And I think with a better script and a better cast, and maybe like, I don't know, do we know why the reason why Brian, I mean, was Brian Cranston cast to be in that? Or was Brian Cranston like, listen, I got three days, to, <laughs> you know, I'll give you guys three days to shoot, uh, but you got to write me out, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, because it, it really didn't make a whole lot of sense to kill his character. Yeah. You do this. He had, to, a, he you, had a really compelling character. You do this to like, I don't know, like Ernest Borgnine in his final five years of life. Like you, you, you don't usually do it to Brian Cranston, who arguably stars on the rise. Actually, I'm kind of having this thing with, with Breaking Bad generally where I, I kind of, those guys, those guys were so good. And that was such lightning in a bottle that both he and Aaron Paul, even to a greater degree, I feel a little typecast from those guys. Well, I mean, Jesus. At some point, Aaron Paul is going to need to stop screaming bitch at the end of every <laughs> sentence so we can... He really like, does, dude. We can just learn to like this. And we like you, man. Like, just do other movies. Yeah, like, do it's other fine. stuff. You're intense. You can do other things. Or maybe he can't. Maybe he can, but... I think I think he can. I think, you know, because he's he's done other stuff that's that's good uh, and that isn't exactly Pinkman. I think it's... the The thing for him is he needs to... He has all the hallmarks of like just get involved in, you know, if you want to do a franchise blockbuster thing, then do it. I think he would be a great addition 
to the Fast and the Furious franchise to fill in for a Paul Walker kind yeah, of character. Yeah, I agree. Seeing as that's uh, that, even that, though that was, even though that uh, Need for Speed thing was a real tanker, um, but that's fine. I, I don't know if, if you blame him on that. You know, it's mm -hmm. like it, it looks like a retread, and and you know, I think he would he would do well in a in an ensemble. But I also think he has the the artistic chops to work on other stuff. Anyway, yeah, I mean, not? I don't know. If we, this isn't the Aaron Paul spoiler. No, Bo Boba Fett. That's what we're saying is Boba Fett for Aaron Paul. Boba Fett, I think I'll tell you, him as Boba Fett. Yeah, we'll make that work. Um, so I'm a bounty hunter, bitch. <laughs> See, you just can't not do slave it. slave one, bitch. You can't do it. It's not possible. It's, is my father a clone? I don't know, bitch. <laughs> I don't know if that's still canon, bitch. <laughs> All right, so... To wind things down uh, on this episode, and by the way, we're we're gonna very quickly release one about uh, uh, the Days of Future Past, X Men Days. Yeah, of Future we're doing well. it's a double feature. Double feature, so you guys can check out both of these right back to back if you want. But uh, before we end this one, um, I think it just is important to note. I mean, it, we're gonna get heat from the, the from the Pacific Rim people, and there was already kind of Twitter freak out about how can you guys possibly not like that, but you like this? How is that even possible? I hope what we said sort of makes sense. Um, obviously, our job isn't to make sense, but you know, I, I and and we're not going to always agree on the show. Like you like Independence Day, I think it's kind of a pile sure. of shit. Yeah, but but the point is that this movie, for all of its weaknesses, and there are plenty of them, uh, captured the right thing. It captured the right essence, and essence is what I needed in both these movies. And Del Toro, who I love, did not give me that essence, and this dude who's new and I've never heard of before this gave us gave us that that essence and that's what this neat thing needed more than anything else it overrides the the crappy humans it, it overrides watanabe and his weird face it overrides everything it, the dude from uh i never remember his name he was in uh good night and good luck uh oh crap uh, david strathania yeah, yeah yeah that guy love absolutely love Strathania. that guy he's an amazing yeah. actor and good in everything i ever see him and the born movies are better with him in them yeah. um but man what a wasted what a waste of his talent uh, but yeah, you can say I mean, that across the board on this movie and i'm yeah. still fine with it they like, over they overcast it yeah they did overcast and that's fine it's fine except, it didn't except matter in the role of uh kick-ass yeah. kick-ass was not overcast he and was he was under he was undercast but in this particular case i Eliz elizabeth olsen the 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 other no, she's non-twin uh olsen sister uh she was great. She's always good. She's good in everything I've seen her in. She's nothing wrong with her. Good, good on her. And she's also, uh, I don't know. She reminds me of Jennifer Lawrence in terms of she kind of got has her head on and she gets it and she knows where, what her place is in Hollywood and understands you know, how the got, system works. We got some. We got some. I'll tell you what. If you like, we got we got some. I have some Jennifer Lawrence thoughts in, in the X Men one. Oh, good. We'll bring that up. Yeah, she's coming up in that. So speaking of all that, we'll get to that next. Thank you guys for joining us, and uh, we hope you enjoyed Godzilla. And if you didn't, you know, your feedback's always welcome. Send your responses and thoughts and feelings to scott at frogpants.com, and we may share And actually, I'll tell you, to be honest, I, I really would like uh, for everybody who enjoyed Pacific Rim uh, to do me a favor. Go ahead and uh, type out uh, your feelings about our review of Pacific Rim a year ago and how it relates to Godzilla, and then hit Control-P or, or a Command-P if you're on a Mac, Print it out, crumble it up, and throw it away because nobody cares. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Well said, sir. 
Uh, follow Justin. I'm, just, I'm done. I'm done talking about the movie. It's all right, fine. All right. like, like we did. We have now done an hour and a half on the failings of Pacific Rim. <laughs> I feel like that's that's like we've done more than enough to catalog our opinion. Yeah, we've given it all it ever deserved. So that's fine. there's that. Um, and I'll watch it again. It's fine. Whatever. It exists where I it won't. exists. You want to know what? I'm not. And I'm never going to talk about it. All right, it's done. It's out of your life. Talk about it. I will literally I will spit on the ground as if it were a medieval insult. All right. I'll watch. Yeah, that's there you go. That's all we're ever going to say about that again but we got way more to say coming up in the future if you want to keep this conversation going follow justin at justin r young on twitter follow me at scott johnson see you guys next time Bye.